Melden Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melden, founder and attorney at Melden Law, and uh, we're glad you're here to uh, watch and listen uh, to our podcast today. We have a great guest who's uh, really been influential in helping folks who are injured in the Columbia County Lake City area. Chris Sampson will be with us in just a few minutes. I want to uh, cover a few things that are going on in North Central Florida and see what we can do to uh, uh, help get you guys some tickets and some free uh, gifts and uh, swag. Uh, Number one, uh, we want to uh, let you know that on Melden Law's Facebook page, we're constantly giving away tickets. Now, right now, the hottest ticket in uh, this part of the world is Lady Gator Gymnastics. Uh, It sells out every match, and there's only five matches a year. Uh, This coming Friday is a a big match against uh, a top-ranked Alabama team that is going to be sold out. Uh, If you go to... Facebook and Melden Law, you will find uh, the way to win tickets for the gymnastic uh, event as well as uh, basketball. A men's basketball team is uh, is on a roll. We've got uh, home games coming up, and they are absolutely fantastic. Uh, great, great atmosphere. Women's basketball uh, tonight. We're getting the. Uh, uh, game ball, and they're going to do a presentation before the game. So we're very excited about that. And uh, everything is really um, uh, all about you uh, folks within the community. What we want to do is support the organizations uh, that uh, are in our community as well as deliver top-notch client experience for those people that uh, unfortunately, are in an accident and need our help. Uh, we have been doing uh, accident cases in uh, North Central Florida since 1971, uh, from uh, Columbia County, Lake City, to Gainesville, to Ocala. We have offices all of their serving. Um, basically, it's uh, all the communities on uh, I-75 from the Florida, Georgia down to the villages is our uh, focus, although we handle cases all over the state. We handle uh, serious accident cases for people whose lives have been turned upside down. A couple other things that are going uh, uh, around right now is our fan fest. So the Gymnastics Fan Fest is coming up uh Pretty soon, uh, January 26th, uh, from 5 p.m. to 645, uh, you can uh, come by the practice court inside the O-Dome and spin the Wheel of Fortune, and you will win some free Gator swag. Uh, Very exciting. So if if any of you have not been to a gymnastics event, they're incredible. Last year, the Gators came within one-tenth of one point of being the national champion. So uh, check them out. They have a a great team again this year. Uh, Men's Basketball Fan Fest uh, this coming uh, Saturday, January 26th at the O-Dome. 
from 12 from 10:30 till 12. So it's an early game, a noon game Saturday. You can see the men's basketball team, and it'll be a lot of fun. The early games uh, are different. Uh, they the good thing is uh, you get to see the team. The games are over by uh, two o'clock, and you can. Uh, Still have the rest of the day to go out and do some more fun things. So uh, remember, uh, ticket giveaways at the Facebook page. We also want to invite everybody uh, to come uh, visit us at any of our offices, Gainesville, uh, Ocala, Lake City, and we'll be glad to uh, give you some swag. We we always keep uh, some of our uh, tumblers or hats or uh, other uh, neat things that we have. We have lots of cool shirts that we'll be glad to uh, give to you and uh, let you enjoy them. We're the only official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, and as a result, we get to score really good tickets and have some great Gator gear that we can uh, give away and share with the community. If you have any um, uh, community organization information you'd like to share, just uh, call Meldon Law uh, or email us. Uh, phone number is 352-373-8000 or meldonlaw.com if you want to visit us on our website. Uh, let us know if there's some way that we can help to uh, promote what you're doing. We believe in uh, serving our community, and uh, for those folks that uh, are in need of our services, we promise you a uh, a first-class client experience. We call it the Meldon Law Ritz-Carlton experience. Uh, Give it a try. A lot of folks that uh, uh, come to us have had uh, their case with other law firms, and they don't get callbacks. They don't uh, know what's going on. They're frustrated. They're uh, a little bit disillusioned. Uh, we're going to change all that. Uh, if you happen to uh, need our help, give us a call. It's free. Uh, the only uh, fee we charge is uh, in the event that uh, we win your case. And if we take your case and there's insurance, there's a 99% chance that we will uh, get that uh, case resolved favorably and give you uh, uh, an opportunity to use the money to get yourself back on your feet because, uh, as many folks know, serious accidents do uh, create family stress, turn your life upside down. Can you imagine what it's like uh, when your car is taken away from you and you're seriously injured and you can't get to doctor's appointments? We solve that. Give us a call. Give us a try. We're going to take a short break on Meldon Law and Friends, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Jeffrey, what are you doing? Well, I'm joining the band, of course. Since Meldon Law is the official law firm partner of the Florida Gators, I want to help. Dad. We're litigators. Let's stick to helping people in the courtroom. Well, can we still hang out and jam a little bit? At Melden Law, we won't back down. I was going down a one-way street, and a girl that was driving her car T-boned me on my scooter. 
I ended up going for an MRI and discovering that I had two herniated discs. Coming to Carrie allowed me to not have to worry about what doctor I was going to see or what physical therapist I had to go to. They say, these are the people we trust. You're going to have a great experience there. And I honestly did each time. Call Melvin Law. Your consultation is absolutely free. I was driving behind a lady, and very suddenly she moved out of the way. There was a log laying in the road. And when I hit my brakes, I went on top of the log. I had two herniated discs. I just haven't been the same since. Jeffrey Melton fought for me all the way. Him and his team really went there for me. Throughout the whole lawsuit, he made sure that my bills was paid. It was never no whenever I called him and asked him for something. Call Melvin Law right now. And I was in an accident. Someone ran a red light and hit me, and I was hurt. You don't know where to turn. Luckily, I called Jeffrey. These big insurance companies, they don't want you to win. They truly don't. But Jeffrey and his firm and the people that work here, they just really fight for you. You call the law offices of Jeffrey Melden because you're going to need help, and they will help you. Call Melden Law right now. Hey, Sammy, look who's there. Say hi. Hey. Melvin Law, Jeffrey speaking. Jeffrey! Somebody, Somebody else us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We... Here we go again. Welcome back to Melvin Law and Friends. I'm Jeffrey Melvin. I'm here with my good friend, Chris Sampson. Uh, Chris, how are you doing today? Doing great, Jeffrey. Thank you for having yeah. me today. Well, thank you for joining us on Melden Law and Friends. And yes, uh, so you're you're uh, our our main transport guy in uh, the Lake City area, right? Yes, sir. So uh, why don't you tell our folks a little bit about what you do? And it's called CMS Professional Transport. So. Your name is Chris Sampson, so the C and the S might have to do with it. Has that. a lot to do with it. I'm going with Michael. So yes, it does. Okay, so we got Chris Michael Sampson, CMS. Christopher Michael Sampson, that's correct. That's it. Professional trans. So what do you transport? We transport non-emergency patients. 90% of the patients we transport are hospital discharges. We transport from the um, major hospital in Lake City, several of them here in Gainesville. Um, the primary focus being on patient care um, and getting there on time. Communication is key here. Um, there's so many variables that changes your times. As long as you communicate that, you're good to go. I mean, so so the, you're saying folks uh, who are in the hospital who need who are being discharged, that's, that's a large part. What about people that are, say, in a nursing home and they have to go to doctor's appointments? We typically don't do those. We have in the past. We just are busy with so many other discharges, and that's typically the first priority. Um, and so we typically don't mess with those a, a whole lot. But most of ours are, like I said, discharges. 
And we run 24-7, so we're constantly rolling. Yeah, I know. You were telling me you have, uh, um, you know, 40-some for, drivers, and, you know, because they can't obviously work 24 hours a day. <laughs> However, <laughs> the hospital is discharging 24 they hours are, a day. They are, and that's a lot of, you know, a lot of people don't re- think about it. The layperson may not realize that the ERs are running wide open all day long, 24-7. So that's um, that's important for them to keep things rolling you know, not just Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. So why would people who have a friend or relative, you know, at the um, hospital at the time of discharge need to have a transport service? Well, many times family's not able to due to the patient being via stretcher or wheelchair. They may not, it may be a newly diagnosed type situation or they're going back to a nursing home. So there's, there's a lot of variables. And again, it may be at 2 in the morning and families asleep. So hospitals call us, we load the patients up, um, keep them informed of everything going on and get them back home or so, back to another facility. What's the difference between um, your vehicles and um, an ambulance? Our, our vehicles do not have the, the sirens, the lights. It has, and it doesn't have the first aid type stuff as far as for basic life support. Um, we do transport up oxygen, but... Um, it's no emergent care. That's the diff- That's the biggest difference. Right. So with the ambulances, uh, when they try to pick up the pieces on the side of the highway, you need an ambulance because you're right. trying to keep them alive until they can get to and that the- keeps them free as well. So um, these require less um, licensure. doesn't require the licensing that any BLS or ALS ambulance requires. So you don't have to have an RN, LPN, or um, paramedic to operate and it frees them up to take care of the true emergencies. So when folks go to uh, the hospitals, uh, they they need to get back home. Correct. And now when, say, somebody's in a, a stretcher or wheelchair, do you uh, drive them to their home and, and help them get into the home as oh, well? Oh, yes. I realize that a lot of the um, competition, if you will, is door to door. We are bed to bed. I mean, we pick them up from the bed, take them to the bed, and I'm a nurse by trade, so it's got to be that way. You know, it's um, make sure the patient's comfortable, get them situated, and um, move on to the next. You can't dump them off on the curb. No, no, you can't. No, you can't. Some some folks would like to because it's faster, but it uh, is faster, but it doesn't make it's sense. Patient safety. Right. I mean, if if they're they're in a condition where they need a transport vehicle to get home, being home is uh, getting in into their bedroom and getting comfortable and set exactly. up. Exactly. How did now? How did you get into the nursing profession? Well, it started when I was in high school. Actually, um, my younger brother, baby brother, we're about ten years apart. I was in high school, and he was he had been diagnosed with a congenital heart condition, um, aortic stenosis. Then he required surgery, and watching him lay there in the ICU bed helpless, all the tubes hooked up, he was unconscious, he was intubated, and 30, it seemed like as a you know, high schooler, 30 poles hooked up to him, and just praying to God that he'd get through it. And the people that were there to save his life and um, bring him to the promised land, as I felt at that moment, were the nurses. You know, the doctors go and do the voodoo that they do, but then the... The nurses came in and 
made sure we were taken care of. But in addition, they saved my brother at that age. You know, as how, you get how older. How old was your brother at the time? Uh, five. five. Uh, no, he must have been six. Six, yeah. So he was just a young little. He was a young lad, yeah. Little, young lad. So you, you got inspiration watching. I got inspiration, yeah. Um, it touched me in a way that I had, at, to that point, had never been touched by a single profession. And um, after I graduated high school, I went on and um, started working in a cluster home in Lake City. And um, and that was a whole different kind of clientele, different um, mentally challenging patients. And um, I learned a lot there and went and worked psych unit. And I'd applied for nursing school and went to nursing school and graduated in 95 as an RN. And um, it kind of started the, the wheel running watching him. So Yeah. Now, how long did you work in a hospital setting? Or oh, yes. Tell yeah, us worked. about that. What was it like? I was exciting. It was very exciting for me. Um, I enjoyed working. Um, I started out in psychiatric medicine. Um, I worked as a tech um, at both Meridian and Lake City. It wasn't Meridian at the point at that moment. And uh, Lake City Medical Center used to have a psych unit. And at that point, um, I graduated nursing school, worked some home care, um, worked in a couple hospitals, worked down in Deland for a little bit. Um, and then I got the itch. That itch is that adrenaline rush of being in an ICU. And I, I did my time, did what I needed to do in ICU and worked, you know, did a little PRN in the ER. And it, it was the biggest high I'd ever had. I loved it. And I went working, you know, in a 14-day period, I would work seven days, or I'd work 13 out of the 14 between two hospitals, and I was just oh, wow. full of it. Yeah, yeah. so uh, you weren't afraid of burning yourself out. <laughs> no, I just it was a high, just constantly. Yeah, I know, and in ICU, you know, there's nonstop action. There right? is. There is, and there's a camaraderie amongst the nurses, you know. You may not get a lunch all the time, and... Some days are a little slower, but a lot of times it's just wide open, and it's it's something amazing when the families come in and thank you for the, the lives that you saved and helped out. So, for those of you that are um, uh, listening, you know ICU is you know intensive care unit, Correct. and when you watch the uh, uh, show, the medical shows on TV, uh, then uh, you know that saying elsewhere it started a long time ago, and then there's been uh, uh, hundreds of tv shows right. usually though they're not up in the rooms because that's kind of boring compared to right. what's going on exactly. <laughs> people are just kind of laying there hooked up waiting for you know to see their nurse in a couple hours or whatever right but the icu is um where the action is because you're saving lives right. and you have to make uh instantaneous decisions on what to do next right and one of the bigger decisions for me in that on the floor at the time, you would have 10 to 12, maybe even 15 patients that you were in charge of. In an ICU setting, no more than three, usually two and sometimes one, so you knew everything about that patient, everything. As a floor nurse, it was a little more difficult to have all that information on all 12 patients, That's and it's a bit much. However, if they were on the floor, they weren't in critical condition. Correct. So if you didn't see them... Uh, for every you know every twenty or thirty or forty minutes, whatever your schedule was, Correct. that was it was the the risk uh, to the patient was minimal. 
Exactly. And they have the magic uh, button that they can hit in to the call event. Us in. <laughs> to call us in to, to help call them out. you in. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So, um, how long did you uh, work in the ICU? I worked for a good f- three, four years, and then I started CMS professional staffing um, in 1999. And um, and I continued to work in the ICU at night and run the business during the day, which, trust me, was a very trying time trying to sleep during calls. And it was did that for about a year, I guess, till we got super slammed, and it's just no physically way possible for me to do it anymore. So you were staffing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what were you doing? Recruiting nurses? We were recruiting like nurses, that? and we were staffing hospitals, nursing homes. Um, and it led into us staffing prisons. And we got very quickly very popular throughout the entire state. We were staffing the entire state of Florida, especially in the prison system. Um, at one point, we were staffing um, over 500 nurses, Um so yeah, I mean, well for those of you listening, if, if you don't know, uh, up in uh, North Florida, North Central Florida, there are a lot of prisons, and, and there's the uh, Lake Butler Medical and Reception yeah, Center, right? right? I imagine they were a busy client for you. Yes, yes. We did, a, we did a lot and built a very good reputation with the prisons, but we built good reputation with all the nurses. Um, it's a whole lot different when you're a nurse and you can talk the talk with the people you employ. And also the people you're doing business with. Um, nurses can see right through um, BS, quite honestly, that, you know, they like to be able to know that you're you're talking the talk and you've been there before. So you understand their problems. You know, it's interesting you say that, Chris, because uh, we've all been to doctors and there's a big difference between uh, the nurses. You know, some of them, at, you know, after your visit, you feel like they're your best friend, and then others, you know, you didn't really get a connection with. Right. So the doctors come in, and they, at best, and this is at best, you'll see them for 15 minutes a day, and that's at best. Usually it's more like three. But the nurses are there around the clock, and a lot of times they they work 20 or 12, typically 12-hour shifts. So for 12 hours, you're theirs. You know, I mean, and they're yours and all the needs and everything. And a lot of times the nurses will fill the, you know, a lot of times the nurses are the cliff notes for the doctors. You know, they come in and house the patient with the report and we give them the quick rundown. This happened last night. Family came in, social issues, medical issues, things that you can't find in the chart. The nurse is the one that fills the gap, you know. So nursing is the most underrated profession in all of <laughs> in everything and i've you know it will always get kudos from me it's the most versatile job out there um and i'm not trying to be a nurse recruiter or anything but i can tell you um everything from school teachers to in the large corporate world there's nurses everywhere and at all price at all um pay levels um it's the best couple years you'll ever spend well, uh, thank you very much for filling us in on oh, that. Yes, I know when I'm, a lot of times we'll have clients call us and they're they're uh, in the hospital setting, and so I get to go to hospitals, and uh, you you kind of look around, you can see uh, which hospitals do it best, and oh what, yes, you know, I mean, and also what I understand is like the nurses on the floor get to know their doctors because each doctor like yes, has do. a different style, right? They do. Each doctor has their ins and outs. You know, everybody has 
and doctors have their preferred nurses that they they like to turn to they trust more you know um, and that comes with time and longevity and getting to know the doctors and them trusting one another um, so yes the patients get to know them but more importantly the doctors like to be able to lean on people just like any business you have your star employees that you can trust and you know that no matter what they're gonna have your back Doctors have the same relationship with nurses. Yeah, I mean, obviously, a doctor can't spend an hour doing a, a background, uh, you know, investigation right. on someone. Where the nurse, nurses, you know, if a patient's there for a couple of days, that nurses, nurse and the team, because what they rotate probably, you know, three shifts uh, in a day. Two to three, yeah. Two, Typically, so, it's twelve-hour shifts, but yeah. Yeah, well, that's the other thing. A lot of people. Uh, like nursing because you can do 12-hour shifts and do, exactly. uh, what, three days on? and Three uh, days on. At yeah. one of my positions in um, Lake City, when I worked in the ICU, I'd work six 12s and off for eight. So that was nice, and it would have been nice if I'd have taken that eight off, but I worked six or seven of the eight. So, But, yeah, it, it was a great schedule. And if you talk to people <clears throat> that work in most other fields, they couldn't imagine working six 12 scheduled now 12 especially on the weekend was very very much a moving target it was more so 12 to 14 to 16 hours on right right when when someone's sick and they can't show up they call chris and say hey chris you want to pick up a few extra hours here and you were the uh energizer buddy how how did you get into the transport business well, we saw a need for the transport. Um, we took a long look at it, and obviously being a nurse, you see the transport vehicles and the transport drivers coming in. And in our area, people would come in with jeans around their butts and or passerbind and um, no uniforms, no professionalism, vans were dirty. Just And I, I thought, how would I want my grandmother how would i want my mother to be how would i want to be transported and so we decided to put our put our state down and when we did that um it was funny because we went to a big meeting in in one of the hospitals in lake city and had all the other transport companies there and they thought we were some corporate conglomerate because we were dressed to the nines logo church we had Logo vans, so they thought, and we only had three vans. Actually, at that time, we only had one van, and they thought we were coming to do this massive takeover. No, I'm a homegrown guy, but I know how one of my family transported, and they just thought we were coming in to take over the world. We and you, were, uh, we you were, you were, but <laughs> we they, were, but we were from corporate. <laughs> but you were starting with one and going to two, right. and and now you're up to uh, what nine or ten, right. uh, yes, sir, and uh, you got forty guys running around. Uh, and what's amazing is that uh, in a in a community um, like uh, Lake City, Columbia County, there's that much um, action going on. There is, there is a lot in Lake City. We also do a lot down here in Gainesville, a lot mm-hmm. in North Florida, at Shan. So we're very proud to be partnered with all of these hospitals. Um, it says a lot. And we've had very much a long history with all of them. So it, we're very happy to be doing business with all of them. It, it, it speaks to your heart when you get called on and we get compliments. And 
It's that communication. I mean, it comes down to communication. Well, so, uh, you know, I know uh, most people don't get to choose who their transport company is. Correct. <laughs> okay. <They don't. laughs> However, you uh, will notice the difference, you know, with CMS Professional Transport and uh, our good friend Chris Sampson. Um, you know, normally I ask people for uh, how do they contact you if they want to. <laughs> contact your business but this doesn't apply does it not really it doesn't really apply <laughs> we're reached out to you by the hospital yeah, they'll, they'll reach out to you but uh we're very proud to have folks that care you know that and at melden law you know we try to you know, create a client experience that's exceptional and it sounds like that's what you're doing yes indeed you have to listen you know in any business we were all we all have one thing in common every business whether people want to acknowledge it or not we have one we, pro we solve problems. Now, how do we solve them? How do we deal with roadblocks? Is it just a roadblock or do we go around it? Do we figure out a way around it and make their lives better, you know, and easier for the nurses, for the patients? And same thing with Melden, I'm sure. I mean, it's a, we take care of, take care of problems as well. And so that makes, that's the difference in good business and great businesses is recognize them, we solve problems. Well, um, I couldn't have said it any better. Um, our time is up today. I could keep chatting with you for a long time, Chris. Um, however, I want to thank you for what you do uh, in our community, what you do to help the folks that need the help the most. Yes, sir. And that uh, I wish you great success. I know your son's in your business with you. Oh, yes, he he handles most everything hey, nowadays. And we can, we can. Uh, what's your son's name? Vinny. Vinny. So we'll let Vinny do the 60 and 80 hour weeks. Yes, sir, he and, can. And he let can have all that. Pops, pops can do a, a regular old 40 hour week and feel like he's retired. <laughs> Getting there, not quite. <laughs> well, anyhow, thank you very much for uh, joining us on Melden Law and Friends. And uh, we'll see you next week with another great uh, visit and uh, episode. Thank you all for listening. Thank you. Okay, buddy.